Hello, I'm Ricky Koopman. And I'm Danny Reid. And this is Don't Have a Do It, a podcast from the City of Mount Gambier Library. This podcast delves into the stories of the Mount Gambier Library, from authors to innovation, programming to local history. We invite you to join in and learn about what we do here in the library and our place within the community. As we approach a Christmas period, many of us are visiting the very shops and stores which form Mount Gambier's commercial street in the hopes of finding the perfect gifts for our beloved friends and family. Of course, knowing this Mount Gambier's commercial street changed over time, there's been many changes to the way we shop. For this episode, we take a trip back in time as members of the community share their stories and memories of commercial street and shopping from times gone by. This is the second episode of Don't Have a Jewel, which features the stories and memories recorded as part of our immersive storytelling project. This project combines memories and stories of Mount Gambier locals with virtual reality technology to create a full immersive storytelling experience. So, sit back and relax as we hear some stories and memories from yesteryear. We used to shop because we lived at Gambier West at what, what's called Roseville. There was a shop right on, if you go as far out as you can and you get to what's there now. Well, Mitre 10 used to be there, but on that corner it was called Bent's Corner. I can remember going there with coupons. Post-World War II had this little book and you'd cut it out and it gave you so much tea and sugar. Don't know what else. But I can remember going there as a small child with the coupons to Bent's. And Mr Bent used to be behind the counter and he'd measure out whatever it was, you see. I think your butter was packaged, but other things were in bulk and smelled coffee and a certain smell about it, because, yeah, things had come in hessian bags or thick paper bags. And Coles in the main street, you walked in, there was the right-hand side, the middle, and the left-hand side. And the right-hand side, there were a whole lot of lollies, and you bought pennies worth, or a bag, or, you know. And in the middle was the perfume, and the cosmetics, and all that sort of thing. And the left-hand side was clothing and right down the back of the store there was clothing and there was also the novelty section where you could buy balloons and blow things. I got a Sunday morning job at Coles we had to put the money on the slab and you'd say 10 shillings out loud or whatever the note was and then you would count your change out and put that back and you'd give it to the customer and then you'd wrap up their parcel and you always called out whether it was 10 shillings, one pound or whatever. So if somebody else heard, and the customer couldn't tell you, oh, I gave you a pound, but they only gave you 10 bob. <laughs> Moran and Cato's. I think that was, a f- that, w- oh, that, that was more getting into the grocery shop. I can remember going into Moran and Cato's and all the counters were round the side and the floor, I think, was tiled. It smelled of food or bacon or Good things like that. There'd be the like bacon and that there and something else there and maybe flour and sugar and things there. The other thing was you'd say you'd like a half a pound or whatever it was and that's how oh, we haven't gotten any today. And I remember being with my auntie and she'd say, well, what have you got under the counter? Special customers could get stuff because it was under the counter. If you're regular, you could do that. 
something you used to be able to go and buy a shilling's worth of broken biscuits and sometimes they'd give you a dried apricot or a or something like this, you know, all sorts, in those days it was quite different. I worked with hustlers, went in to see if they were looking for anybody for display and they, they said, yes, you can start. We were leading up to Christmas and I suggested to the boss that uh, we should uh, open a magic cave, as I'd seen in the cities. So we, we set about doing this and I suggested to the boss that they buy a considerable amount of inexpensive trinkets to, to make the thing operational. The queue that occurred once it opened went down the length of the shop, up the stairs, the length of the, the upstairs area to Father Christmas and, and I think it operated for two and a half days and they had to close it because unfortunately they hadn't bought enough trinkets and they were going to Coles and buying trinkets from Coles to uh, keep the show operational which of course didn't make any profit. So. And Hustlers had a ramp down into their produce area and you could ride your, your little trike down the ramp. Then there was the Cave Garden Cafe and my mum and dad had the Cave Garden Cafe for about six years. And I did work there for a while. My dad cooked all the meals. Dad had to do all the cooking himself. There's only one cook to see mum was his offsider. So you didn't have what you have today. You had steak and eggs, steak and onions, sausages and eggs, chops and eggs, mixed grill, fish, three or four different sorts of fish, soup and things like that. And with each meal you got two slices of bread and. You used to get four little rolls of butter and a cup of tea or coffee, all with your meal. Well, Stephen Webster was there. The history of that should be written. And there was people that used to come in from Mingville. And they had this particular lady used to wait out the front and she had a big Oldsmobile. And she'd toot the horn and the people in Fidlard Web would have to come out. He wouldn't be able to come. I want this and I want this and I want this. And they'd bring it out. No, that. Holy bloody mackerel. Had all, all sorts of areas. It had uh, hardware and a lot of china and things like that. Had in, and uh, then there was the grog part. But on Christmas Eve we all went to Fidlard's. They'd close the main street completely off and everyone would go down and do their last minute shopping. So we would tramp up to Fidlard's to get the kids an ice cream in a cone. That was for nothing. And they used to have, you know, you'd put your money in one of those things and pull it and go ping up to the office and they'd take the money out and then send back any change. Ping! You know, those funny things. Yeah, press pie shop, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Pressburger started, he came to the school. He used to sell pies and pies at dinner time for the school kids. Had a reputation to put cats in the pies. <laughs> some, some silly bugger started that reputation, see? <laughs> Where Barry Maney Ford is now across from the Federal Hotel, McGowan's used to be there, that was a grocery shop. And when we moved to Crouch Street, that's where Mum used to do her shopping because Woolworths wasn't there in those days. I still remember Mr McGowan saying, caught someone stealing and he made her stay and uh, 
why they called the police. And uh, he, she said, I wanted to go to the toilet. He said, you stand there. He said, it was a pleasure to wipe the floor. <laughs> you were talking about putting your best clothes on. And <laughs> Mum said she'd taken us down the street for something or other. And she just put our little coats on because we used to, there's no jeans and this sort of thing. You, you look tidy, dressed up. And she was talking to somebody and somebody, one of us, either my sister or so, said to them, we come down the street with our house clothes on today. <laughs> I think they had one night a week, was it Thursday night or Friday night? The shops were open until nine o'clock or something like that. I think that's right. And they, people that, you know, they, they wanted to buy their shopping and do some shopping or something like that. But, but then they were working and they couldn't get, so there was a sort of an evening that they, they sort of. And I can still remember the union getting us together and trying to convince us to allow the shops to open on Thursday night because we shut at five o'clock every night and we were open Saturday morning until 11.30 and the union promised us if we agreed to opening hours on Thursday night they would do away with Saturday morning. So they convinced us to open on Thursday night, we agreed to that um, but they wanted to keep Saturday morning open just for a while, just to see how it went. You know, to see how Thursday night went, because if they didn't bring in as the same amount of money on Thursday night as they did on Saturday morning, well, maybe they'd have to reconsider Thursday night. Ah, oh, but the rest is history. As my mother used to frequently say, those days are gone, but not forgotten. Yeah. If you'd like to hear more about anything discussed in this episode, including the Mercer Storytelling Project, contact us here at the library. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to keep up to date with future episodes. Thanks for listening to Don't Have a Joy, a podcast by the Mount Gambier Library.